Hello, my name is Keegan Peck, and this is the Pipeline Project Podcast. I think we can all agree that there's a lot of hatred in the world. So much hatred, division, and divisiveness. And that's only in our country. Never mind the rest of the world. Maybe one of the saddest things of all is when you find someone hating people that they've never met, be it leaders or just groups of people who believe differently, sometimes even whole countries of people. Maybe you're like me and have wondered, what is wrong with everyone? Why are they acting like this? But recently it hit me that maybe I'm asking the wrong question. Maybe instead of asking what's wrong with everyone else, I should be asking if there's anything I'm doing to add to it. Maybe I should take a step back, examine myself, and ask if I act hatefully. If someone with a different viewpoint from mine were to hear the things I say, would I come across as hateful? We all have differing opinions. There is no way that that can be avoided. In fact, that is what leads us to do great things as groups of people. Lots of different ideas and opinions can come together to overcome incredible obstacles. But when an opinion or a point of view is more important to us than the people who see things differently, there's a serious problem. So maybe we should be asking if there is hatred inside of us. We should each ask ourselves, am I really that different from the person I am accusing? What we find, unfortunately, is that we are often guilty of the very things of which we accuse others. Maybe our viewpoints or perspectives are a little different, but our hearts are in much the same state. We try to excuse our own behavior sometimes because we tell ourselves that we know we're right. So, if they're wrong in being hateful, I can be a little more harsh because, after all, I'm right. And maybe that's not the best of arguments, since... Every person believes that they're right in what they do and think. I personally can't think of anyone who would knowingly defend a position that they knew was wrong. But just for a moment, let's assume that we are 100% in the right on a particular position. Would behaving in an unloving manner be acceptable? Will that do anything to help my cause or help win others over? If indeed I am in the right... Shouldn't I welcome people over to my side instead of alienating them, which could result in them never coming to my side at all? And what if winning someone over didn't just involve some random issue, maybe something like a like a political opinion? What if it were something that mattered more than anything in the world? What if it were winning someone over to Christ? Because in that case, I am not just representing my own character. I'm representing someone else's. I'm representing Christ. And that can very well have an eternal impact on someone's soul. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1-7, through Paul speaks to this when he wrote, If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy, and I know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. 
does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. As Paul so eloquently points out, we can have all knowledge and know all mysteries and have incredible faith and even die as martyrs for Christ. But if we don't have love, it means absolutely nothing. We can be 100% in the right on anything, even in the right on a matter of faith in Christianity. But none of it matters if we don't love the person with whom we are discussing it. We might go to church and profess to be Christians, but there is only one way others will know that we follow Christ, and that is in how we treat them and others, by how we love. In 1 John chapter 4, verses 7-12, through 12, the Apostle John writes, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. By this the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and His love is perfected in us. In my opinion, those six verses just about sum up the whole message of the New Testament. And while there is so much for us to absorb, there is one part that really stands out to me regarding our topic today, and that is found in verses 10 and 11. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. This hit me so hard because what is love according to these verses? God loved us. Even before we knew Him and even before we loved Him, God loved us. And as John said, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. The profoundness of God's and Christ's sacrifice can be found in Romans 5, verses 6-8. through 8. For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates His own love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We were sinners. We were alienated from God in our own sins us and the whole world, and yet in mankind's rebellion he sent his son to die for us because he loved us. He loved the ones who handed him over to be crucified. He loved the ones who beat him and tore his flesh with lashes. He loved those who spat upon him as he was being led to be crucified. He loved those who mocked him as he was dying. That is the depth of God's love for us. There was no reason for him to have to die the way he did, the death of a criminal. He was completely blameless, 
but he chose to endure it. He endured it all in order to save you and me. What greater love can there be? So if that is love, and God is love, then his followers can only be identified through their love for others. We will always fall short of what we should, but if we can do our best to love others, no matter what the situation, we will find ourselves close to our Savior. And maybe others can find their way to Him too. As always, if you have a particular topic you would like to hear covered, want to share some thoughts about the show, or just want to say hi, email us at pipelineproject2019 at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have it delivered right to your device, and watch for future episodes released on Sundays. See you next time, and thanks for listening.